everybody thank you for tuning in to the ladies promoting transparent advocacy podcast i am your podcast host shape potato now this intro is called rise of the king and since men we look at you as kings i thought this would be so appropriate for my fantastic fellas friday so fellas Rise of the King is dedicated to you, and I hope you guys enjoy this fantastic Fellow Friday episode. On this fantastic Fellows Friday, we're going to briefly talk about Colin Kaepernick, and we're also going to talk about Jay and Michael, who stars as a young Colin in the Netflix amazing series that Colin and Ava DuVernay did on, um, like I said, on Netflix called Colin in Black and White. And as I mentioned all this week, I wanted to talk about the series because I really think everybody of all races races should watch it because as Jay Michael tells Drew Barrymore on an interview he did on her show, which I am going to play, um, this wasn't just about Colin taking a knee. It wasn't even just about Colin being a football player because what Colin did was take the movie back to when he was younger before he was even a football player. And as I mentioned in the previous two episodes this week, considering what he's gone through, he really should be a lot more angrier than he is. And I just wanted to just talk about him as an individual real quick and also talk about Jay and Michael. And then as I mentioned, um, there's a lot of things going on all over the media about this series. You have uh, a little clash on The View, which I am going to talk about that. And with Michelle Tafoye and her comments about Colin mentioning uh, the Columbine for the NFL being uh, similar to slave slave trading. And if you see the movie, you'll see the the um, how he shows that. And also this clown, uh, something Travis, I don't even remember what his name, Clay Travis, I think is his name. Um, he's really going off about the same thing. And he's going off about Colin criticizing Urkel and, um, oh, shoot, Carlton on The Fresh Prince and Urkel on Family Matters. But as I mentioned in my previous episodes, I understood what he meant. And it's really, it, it really gets me upset when white people, and I'm going to put it out there, try to speak for black people when it comes to racial issues. And I don't care if you're married to a black person, got kids by a black person. If you're not black, you never will totally understand. I'm not saying you got to be black to fight for justice and, and things being fair and all that, but to understand the feelings and, and the, the stress of even being black, you know, you, you just can't do it. So I'm going to play um, his clownish uh comments about it as well. I'm going to play actually with the view and this guy back to back. So 
before I do this, you know, for those who don't know anything about Colin other than he was a football player as the, um, he's, he's a civil rights activist, you know, he, the movie tells you a lot about him. And as, as I mentioned, he played more than just football. You know, he's a civil rights activist and, of course, a former football quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But I want you guys to also talk, I mean, listen to this young man, Jay and Michael, who plays Colin. You know, and I saw an article on him on IMB. Is that IMDB? Sorry. And I wanted to just read what it says. It said, Jake Michael has captured the attention of Hollywood as a young star to watch. And I know one thing after seeing this, he should be nominated for several awards because he really played this role. It says he has appeared in multiple roles in critically acclaimed series and films alongside a lengthy list of A-list actors. Some notable credits include a starring role in Wonderstruck for Amazon, directed by Todd Haynes, reoccurring role in Baz Lurham's critically acclaimed The Get Down for Netflix, and co-starring in indie feature drama Custody, alongside Viola Davis and Ellen Burstyn. In his latest project, Jaden Michael will be seen <laughs> in Lauren Michael's new feature film, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, wow. I didn't even know about that. But I just want you guys to listen to the interview that he did with Drew Barrymore. I'm going to play that first, and then I want you all to hear the issues that was happening with The View, as well as this guy named Clay Travis criticizing uh, Colin, comparing the Columbine to um, slavery. So check out this interview on Drew. I watched every single second of the entire season. I mean, it's incredible. What was even just like the casting process like, finding out about the project? How did it get on your radar? It was a very normal casting process. Um, it was just another audition and another audition. And I remember being like, oh, man, whoever gets to do this role is going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait. It's me. <laughs> and casting processes are so weird. You get on Especially like on Zoom. <laughs> like imagine like trying to convince someone like, "Hey, I'm perfect for your new movie. I can't see you though." <laughs> What's funny is you have to do so much convincing as Colin. So in a weird way, I think it's a good kind of energy parlay. I just, okay, first of all, Ava DuVernay might be one of my biggest heroes on the planet. And she co-created this with Colin Kaepernick. And then you even have filmmakers like Robert Townsend in there who, I mean, Hollywood Shuffle and Raw, I've been such a fan of him since I was a kid. I was so happy to see him a part of this project. It's a very interesting project in the way that it mixes 
if it was art, you would call it mixed media. You know, it takes a lot of different formats and genres and ties them all together in a way I haven't seen before. I remember Ava telling me, she was like, listen, this is either going to really work or really not work. So <laughs> it's a risk. It was a risk. Yeah, it really is. What was your feelings about Colin before you even knew this project existed? He was a role model for me. Um, you know, my family, they, they love football. And um, so I had known about his career, his 2014 season, 2015 season. Um, but I, I wasn't a huge sports guy, so I wasn't like as invested as my family was. But when I saw him kneeling, um, it completely changed how I looked at him and how I viewed him. It was like, you know, it's not often that you see an athlete um, choose to, to, you know, I feel like athletes are sort of told to focus on your craft, focus on your on your athleticism, be an athlete. And he sort of said, no, I, I think it's more important to stand up and speak for, for people who don't have a voice. And to me, I've always been someone who thought it was important to if you have any sort of influence over uh, any group, you should use it for change, for positive change. And he perfectly embodies that. So, um, I certainly think in any industry, if somebody goes out on these limbs of protests, it just can destroy your career. And so it is the riskiest thing you can do. And he changed the world with what he did i think that's the the main thing i, I want to say to the audience um the true audience is the people who don't understand him yet the people who misunderstand and misinterpret what his meaning is and um i, I think i wanted to build a column that could be um edible for for different people people who have different political point of views and even if you don't agree with his politics if you don't agree with um, how he carried out his politics, how he expressed himself, how he stood up for other people. Maybe you can come to respect the amount of uh, selflessness that he had. And um, he, he was, he lost everything. Oh yeah. And that's what I find so devastating. And even though you see other athletes taking knees and getting in on the movement, he's still seen as an outcast. Yeah. And I don't understand that. He staged workouts. He staged, um, you know, uh, countless uh, exercises demonstrating his complete ability to continue being a quarterback. He has all of the ability to continue doing his job, but he's being held back from doing it. I just want to see him play again. Also, <laughs> like, I just, who's not going to want to I just am like, get him back in the game. Like, let's move forward. And what I do appreciate about what you're saying is I went into it and even this conversation with some trepidation because there are people out there that have completely different views. Uh, there's a patriotism. There's a political viewpoint. He is a patriot, though. That's what, I'm, what I don't understand. Absolutely. The ultimate um, sign of patriotism is standing up for what you believe in. Whatever your beliefs are, can we take violence and judgment and so much anger out of it and have the ability to listen to each other and... Um, all of that aside, you are so good in this role. I stayed up all night long binging this show. And although it is such an important piece of art um, and so meaningful and so impactful, 
I mean, I could not take my eyes off of you, your emotionality, your performance. I noticed things like how small and short you seemed because by the next two episodes you seemed taller and towering over everybody as if you were growing in years the physical commitment that you do to this character that was that was one of the fun parts i feel like ava gave me so much liberty to, to experiment with the character and it was one of the first times i really had that opportunity um and and so i really ran with it and i probably pulled more than i could chew but i remember telling her i was like hey ava i'm gonna um i'm gonna fast for a month before we shoot so that i can like look really skinny and stuff and i'll look really young and i'll shrink my shoulders down yes and and she was like okay <laughs> and then i was like yeah yeah and as we keep going i'll eat more and i'll start working out yes! and I, I just loved uh, what you did for this important story. And may we keep telling stories in many different forms, some for escapism, some for entertainment, some for education, and some for enlightenment. And I think this some particular power. piece, yeah. some empowerment, this particular piece has all of the above. So thank you, Jada. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Drew Barrymore. I think I am Jaden Michael's biggest fan because I I am just so excited I found this piece. This was um on a Drew Barrymore show. This was in October, and I thought this was the perfect segue um to play for this episode because it's Jaden Michael being interviewed and I learned a lot. I watched the series just like uh Drew did. And the funny thing is Drew Barrymore's comments were like similar to the comments I made on Monday's show where I talked about the actual series. So and I'm a fan of Drew's so I'm thankful that I found um found this this actual episode i found it on youtube actually and i just happened to find it this morning so i wanted to put it in this fantastic fellows friday episode because drew was asking the same questions i was writing down when i did monday's episode but she also told us more about the movie that i did not know especially like Robert Townsend had some involvement in it. And I liked how Jaden talked about how he made himself go from small to bigger. And I was wondering that too. So this was a great, uh, I'm glad I found this audio and video. And if you get to watch it, go to YouTube. It's um, Drew Barrymore's uh, interview from her show. So um, I just wanted to celebrate Jaden and Colin and Ava round off this week's um, Colin in Black and White on Netflix. You guys got to check it out. On Wednesday on the show, The View, they have a title called Clash Over Colin Kaepernick and his NFL slavery comparison. And we have a legendary um, NFL uh, person who's been doing uh, the NFL for a long time. Her name is Michelle Tafoya. She's on there, and it's, it's a little heated, and she totally disagrees of uh, Colin doing this. Check out what she says on The View on Wednesday, November 3rd. 
to go into the NFL. I've been covering the NFL for 25 years. Nobody forces these guys to play. They go into the... I thought that the, the way that it was introduced in the Colin Kaepernick thing was... It, it is his story. Kneeling was part of his story. I give Colin all the credit in the world for taking a stand, and I support free speech a thousand percent. Mm -hmm. But I thought comparing it to the slave trade was a little rough. It did the trick. It got a lot of attention about this special. But these guys enter willingly. They are the most well-cared-for people. Yes, they play a hard sport, and every one of them, black, white, Latino, whoever is playing the sport, will tell you how much they love it, and they're willing to do it, and they make a damn good living. <laughs> now, co-host Sunny Hostin expressed her support of Colin Slavery comparison and accused white NFL team owners of colluding to keep them out. Michelle says if they believe they could win, they could win with him. Um, a Super Bowl, he would definitely be in the league. So I think he's saying he's prepared. But it was just interesting to hear that because even though it was shocking, I wasn't surprised with the comparison. It's so funny how non-black people have so much to say about Collins' comparison uh, in the uh, the NFL combine. What is it, combine to uh, slavery? And it's funny how only white people, well, I won't say only, I'm just going by what I've seen. It's funny, let me just rephrase it. It's funny how white people always have something to say when a black person talks about how things make them feel. Now, I don't know who this guy Clay Travis is, but he's he's really talking, he's saying that it's clear that his brain is totally broken. And once again, this is another white person. We heard Michelle, I like Michelle Tafoya. But as I tell my white friends, if you're not black and there's a black issue discussed, I don't care if you're married to a black person, got a baby by a black person, you're not black, so you don't see things the same way. But check out what this clown, and I'm calling him a clown, had to say. Freedom of speech is under attack. We always find a way to persevere. We as conservatives have ultimate faith in people. The birthplace of Jesus. Give it to right. God. He is doing this for a reason. This is about veterans. There is a way to find justice. Absolutely beautiful. And it all leads to this. At home with me, Paula Dean. We should learn from the history. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Even the people who defend Colin Kaepernick are starting to wonder what in the world has happened to this dude's brain. It is totally broken. I've seen a few of the clips from his Netflix special. We talked about Colin saying that the NFL Combine was the modern-day equivalent of slavery. This is an organized, written documentary with a script. This is not like some uh, college lecture where people are just talking off the cuff and sitting around coming up with Mad Libs racism edition. It's a written analysis where Colin Kaepernick tried to argue that uh, NFL Combine performances was the modern-day equivalent of slavery. That's despite the fact this incredible honor to get invited to the Combine and that white, black, Asian, and Hispanic athletes would absolutely crawl all over themselves to go to the combine because it gives you an opportunity to make millions of dollars playing football, something that almost no one can make in their 20s, no matter what their profession is. So Kaepernick now has come after Steve Urkel and Carlton Banks 
from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, these are my wheelhouse shows. I was a kid growing up in the early 90s. I imagine that a lot of you have watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air at some point as well as Family Matters, okay? Uh, and so what's really interesting about this is <clears throat> the arguments are insane. Colin Kaepernick argues, and this is a direct quote, that both Urkel and Carlton are acceptable Negroes that only white people like. And first of all, this is a totally made-up, ridiculous argument. Because I can tell you, as a kid who went to a multiracial high school, Nashville Public Schools, everybody loved white, black, Asian, and Hispanic, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Everybody loved white, black, Asian, and Hispanic, Family Matters. Everybody loved Carlton. Everybody loved Urkel. And in particular, Will Smith was the star of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Carlton was his foil. That was his opposite. And they wanted to cover a wide variety of the spectrum of black life. And so they had a nerd. They had a conservative, awkward, dancing Carlton. These people are real. They are obviously sitcom characters. But the idea that in some way Colin Kaepernick is going after Steve Urkel and Carlton over Family Matters and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, again, on a television show, this is a written critique. And even people who are defending Colin Kaepernick are looking around like, man, you are an imbecile. And anyone at this point who defended Colin Kaepernick has to feel like they were used because this guy is a scam artist. Never before has any athlete that I'm aware of made tens of millions of dollars by lying and coming up with all sorts of stupid, ridiculous arguments that have no basis in reality. It's shameful that Netflix and Nike, among other corporations, Disney, have spent millions and millions of dollars in support of Colin Kaepernick because what he is doing is destroying, destroying things that unite us, white, black, Asian, and Hispanic. He should be ashamed of himself. Well, let me just say this. I am 5,000% in disagreement with this clown, Clay Travis. And I'm going to say this as a fan of the Fresh Prince and Family Matters. As a black person, we get what he was saying about Carlton and Steve Urkel. Yes, sure. We, um, sorry about that, y'all. That was an accident. As I was saying, um, we liked the characters and made jokes about them, but we also felt like they were the same type of characters back in the 40s and 50s with the, uh, white face and the, the, they called them jigaboos and pretty much clowns that the white people had entertaining them. And I know that even though I love both of the shows, love both of the characters, I know me and my friends used to watch the show and kind of say the same thing Colin was saying. And we didn't go back as far as slavery, but we did look at it as the clownish uh, ones that the white people just like as entertainment. So um, I'm offended by this man. And of course, this was on Fox channel. And um, so I'm not shocked at what he's saying. But 
I'm tired of white people speaking for how black people feel because even black people can't speak for all black people. So to have a person white saying that black people don't see things like this, just because you have black friends and you may have had that discussion, doesn't mean that percentage-wise a lot of blacks don't feel that way because I know growing up, we used to make jokes about those specific characters. And like I said, it wasn't to the extreme of slavery, but I understood what he was saying. So, you know, um, it's, it's really, it's really difficult to hear, like I played right before this clip, the clip with Michelle, uh, talking about, she's been in doing uh, reports in the NFL for years, but the fact that she, once again, a white person, she doesn't agree. And then her and Sonny, who is a black person on the, the view, um, totally opposite, uh, opinions of it. Just like I'm saying about this clown, you know, when you're white, you don't see things the same way because first of all, you don't physically experience it or mentally experience it. So it's very easy to be on the outside saying how ridiculous things are. And I just wanted to play both of these click clips before we go more into the episode, just talking about Colin. But this is how our country has gone you know i hate to say this but in my previous episode on wednesday where ava says how racist in the nfl and america is right now present day 2021 she's right and it's getting ready to get worse we've had some elections this week we've checked i mean this is this y'all better hold on because this is getting ready to get crazy and i will not say and support anything about this uh series being con and scam Everything that I, and I only can speak for me as a black female, everything I saw in this Colin and Black and White series is so realistic and true. I have half black, half white friends growing up. They went through the same thing. I mean, this is, I couldn't have seen it more authentic. And so those who are not black, don't criticize this because you don't understand it. The whole point of him going way back is so you could understand not just what he's been through, but what a lot of people have been through and how it's affected how they feel right now, especially living in a country right now that is not equal, that is not wanting to be equal. And if they get their way, will never be equal. So um, just... Oh man, this clown. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just, I usually don't make comments about people, but this was so, I didn't agree with nothing he said. But since I'm really doing this episode to celebrate the movie, well, the series, I don't want to end it negative. You know, I wanted you all to hear the negativity that was coming because just like everything positive, there's always negative. And I want to encourage all races and all people to watch this series because as the young man, Jay Michael said, it's really lessons and empowerment and to show a different side of Colin because you got to remember this whole series is while he was growing up. He hadn't even went into college yet. And he got to show what he experienced as a half black man being raised by a white family. And unfortunately, you know, his parents didn't know how to deal with that. They learned, they learned and for their love for him, they got him through it. But it was pretty tough, especially the first episode of Corn Rolls, as I mentioned on Monday. But I want you guys to look at the series 
and try to understand how this young man grew up. Don't look at the kneeling because the kneeling is just um, one more part of him. But because of how he grew up and what he experienced, it made it very easy for him to do the kneeling and to fight for racial justice and equality. So you will understand that. I mean, I understood it from the beginning, but after seeing the series, I totally understand it. And as I said in the previous episode, I'm kind of surprised he ain't as mad. I mean, more, more upset than he is or displaying. So check out the series and I hope this week, Monday, Wednesday, and today's episode will encourage you to always use your influence to make positive change if you can, because I just always think it's very important to be a blessing to other people. Well, guys, this will end this episode, and I hope that the information that you received is inspiring, uplifting, and informative. As I always say, follow us on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A is in advocacy, capital L is in ladies. We are also now on Instagram, and forgive me because I'm still trying to learn Instagram, but we are, we are on Instagram also at Advocacy Ladies. And you can follow us on many of the podcast apps. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, Alexa TuneIn, and of course, my hosting podcast company, Podbean. If you have any questions or subjects you want us to look into, give us a call. We're at 404-855-7723. Or you can send us an email at podcasthostshaypate19 at gmail.com. And you know my favorite question is, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.